Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Hey, everybody, and welcome back to Rising City Occasion. Today we're live. We've got quite a bit to talk about. I've got Josh here. He's in a hotel trying to get his uh, camera set up. Yeah, we're getting, with, uh, we, have, we have a little bit of technical difficulties at the hotel. The Wi-Fi sucks here. But week two, it was a fun lineup. It was a lot of fun. We didn't think it was going to be as fun as it turned out to be. Uh, Texas almost pulls off the big upset, and Marshall was thundering through South Bend, as well as App State pulling off another upset basically you know we've seen them pull off upsets in the past and now we see another one and finally we're going to talk about nebraska ending the frost era uh it's it's been a long journey with scott frost but we're going to talk about that and that much that and much more today on rising to the occasion All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, like I said, hopefully we don't have too many issues going in and out. Um, having having a hard time getting service in a hotel room, but we'll, we'll see how how long this lasts. Uh, we do want to let everybody know, that, you know, if you're watching live right now, we encourage you to go on and join in the chat. We want we want to talk with you, especially in the later segment uh, when we t- get to talking about frost. We want to hear everybody's input on that. It'd be a lot of fun to kind of hear your guys's uh, suggestions. Uh, we. We'll talk as, as much as we can about it because it's gonna it, it's it's a big time in Nebraska. It's a big time in college football for Nebraska to go through this. Um, you know, other than the Nebraska stuff going down this weekend, how you doing, Britt? You know, with all that being said, uh, like you mentioned, there's a lot to talk about. I'm, I'm doing well. Uh, this might not be the best show we've ever done from a technical standpoint, but we're gonna give her hell anyway. A uh, lot to cover. Um, yeah, it's been a it's been a difficult weekend uh, from a football standpoint for me as as a Husker fan. Um, not entirely sure how I feel yet. I thought maybe I needed 24 hours. I might need a little bit longer longer than that to get over over this and to uh, see how I'm feeling by Saturday. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's 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 been a long a long weekend uh, just because of that. Uh, you know, it's it's just you look at that stuff and you even mentioned right after the game like, well, Scott's out of here, and I was like, he's not out of here yet. He's he's got some time, but I mean. He's probably done, but he's not out of here yet. Um, but sure enough, you were you were right, uh, and uh, you even said as soon as you woke up, you were looking at your phone for notifications. But uh, Britain, who are we presented by? I want to make sure everybody knows where to go for that. We are presented by Muller Bros. Muller Bros. Golf. Uh, go to the website and check them out. It's our uh, our lining of golf polos, and it's uh, some of those mo- most comfortable polos I've ever worn. Oh, we've got some really cool designs and uh, got some pretty cool people wearing it now. Yeah, yeah, we even have uh, 
our, our good friends uh, over at the the Divots and Pivots podcast, Andrew Laduke, he posted a picture on Twitter today, tagged us in it. Love that seeing that. Cool. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, he hasn't got his polos yet. They are made to order, so it takes a little bit of time for those to get in. But make sure to go over there. You can use Rising 2. That's Rising T-O for 10% off. Uh, and uh, go go and check it out. It's at MahlerBros.com. We really appreciate your guys' help there. And that also helps us uh, here on this podcast as well. So go check it out. Uh, to get into it, we'll start off talking about the Texas game. Uh, if you're watching this right now, you probably watched that game. If you're not watching this right now, you are probably watching that game. I think everybody saw the updates coming up and saw that Texas was hanging in there. And they were like, hey, we need to see this. And it was exciting. We were at the Ohio State game, but we were still watching it very closely and trying to get all the updates. It was it was a pretty exciting game. It definitely was. Uh, like you said, you know, being at the Ohio State game, it's a lot of fun being there. It's cool to see college football live again. Uh, but yet, uh, back in my mind, was still wondering, like, what's going on in this game? We checked the updates a few times, and next thing you know, it's a close game, and you're like, oh, well, it's the first quarter. Like, you know, there's a lot of time left. And sure enough, it played out uh, that way the whole time. It's a close game the whole game. And and uh, hats off to Texas for what they did. Um, uh, no shame in the loss to Alabama ever. Um, also hats off to Alabama, though, for come, finding a way to come out with a win. Yeah, yeah, and uh, it, it was just amazing because we had brought it up. I th- you brought it up mainly, uh, and we've talked about it, like how crazy it would be if Texas could pull it off. But you actually said on our live stream, which for those who were trying to walk, tune in, I actually saw uh, you know quite a few people tried to tune into the live stream on Saturday. I apologize. We didn't have our, our mics working properly, so the audio wasn't coming through. But it is re-uploaded if you want to go back and check it out with the audio turned back up. But, you know, you, you did bring up, you know, I have a feeling that that Texas could pull the upset. And so it was that it's just looking at that and seeing that it was just kind of something that not a, lot, not a lot of people really believed in. Yeah, I saw, I think uh, Quinn Ewers is going to be out for an extended period of time now. Also, Dak, Dak Prescott's out. I just saw it today, too. So a couple quarterbacks yeah. getting banged up. Actually, two Texas quarterbacks getting banged up. Yeah, I thought that was kind of ironic. But, yeah, I mean, with him being out, yeah. uh, when, when I saw that he's out, I thought, man, that's uh, not looking good. And, and backup came in and, and managed the game. Uh, they they kept close. Their defense fought the whole game. Uh, really came down to that last drive from Texas. Uh, I thought they should have had the sack uh, to pretty much seal the deal there and uh, couldn't quite get it done. Uh, Bryce, you know, squirted out of the pocket there and, and uh, picked up first down. Huge shout out to Tim Holland. He came on our show. That was part of the the uh, interview there on Saturday. Chisholm Holland. He told me that his his partner that he works with uh, there at the radio station. He he even said something about you know maybe we should just put in a you know in card for backup. You know the first few games that way he's the one that gets hurt going against Alabama. And uh, you know I think he halfway joking jokingly said that, but. Looking back, that's probably the correct, correct correct choice just to have put him in the whole game. Uh, that way he's the one that gets banged up. Yeah, I mean, looking at this uh, looking at this Texas team, um, I think they're definitely a dangerous team in Big 12 right now. I think they showed that uh, even with a backup quarterback, uh, Big 12 better watch out um, because Texas is not, not playing around this year. They've got a really good team put together uh, with a really impressive uh, defense. I was, I was more impressed with the defense than anything. Uh, this was a low-scoring affair for the most part. Um, 
But man, uh, when they get Quinn Ewers back, I think that's going to make a big difference too. I was a little skeptical on him, didn't really know how he'd do. Uh, there obviously was a lot of hype with him, uh, but he, he proved to be the real deal. He was highly uh, recruited for a reason, um, and he's going to do, do some big things in Texas. Yeah, yeah, and uh, he, he did look phenomenal, especially the, the one play that really stands out was the deep bomb to Xavier Worthy. Uh, that was just that was yep. an insane throw right on the dot. It couldn't have been it couldn't have been placed any better. No, uh, good and a, a big catch too. He, he, you know, big catch. So great job to to not just Quinn Ewers for the throw, but you know he's got to get it there. But uh, Xavier has to catch it, and he did it. You know, so Worthy pulls that in for a big, big one that ends up leading to their touchdown. Worthy may be one of the best best wide receiver in the country. He, he's yeah. definitely top, yeah, he's, my uh, top two or three, maybe. Yeah, he's he's up there. Um, I know I'm probably biased, but I think Marvin Mims is in that that discussion sure. of, of top receivers. He's just he he's just blowing past people, and uh, there's not a lot of people in the in the nation who can cover him. Um, and you know, even I, I think uh, uh, Mbuka, uh, as long as he can stay healthy, I think he's he's looking like he might be up in the top, which he's stepping he's stepping up, uh, and he's he's making himself. We we saw him in action quite a bit on Saturday. Marvin Harrison Jr. So. Yeah, Martin Harrison one. Jr. looked crazy good. I forgot about that. Yeah, um, but getting back to the Alabama game, so we we start off. You know, of course, we really didn't have a whole lot of faith in Texas. It was more or less just hang on and get out of there healthy. They couldn't stay stay healthy, but they hung on and made it a heck of heck of a ride. Comes down to the fourth quarter, and we see them driving down, uh, almost able to to score a touchdown, but they had to end up kicking a field goal. Hudson Card played an outstanding game. Uh, and and just kind of showed what was what was kind of the talk coming into the the regular season because in a lot of the the training camp and, and uh, I, I guess uh, uh, spring football and everything with the spring training there was a lot of talk about maybe he should be the starter but the the boosters wanted Quinn Ewers so they gave Quinn Ewers the the starting job maybe because of the booster but Quinn Ewers showed up but so did Hudson Card and that was an amazing thing for him to show up in a big moment like that as a backup QB. Uh, and, and really almost pull off the upset that that game came down to where Alabama only won by one point. Yeah. And if you look at that, uh, you could be happy for Texas to know that you're at least too deep in the quarterback room, uh, two phenomenal quarterbacks, uh, both great athletes can sling the ball. Um, so you got to feel like you're in a pretty good position on the offensive side right now for Texas. Like I said, and then to see your defense step up like that against Alabama is, uh, is rather yeah. impressive. Yeah, the defensive line really stepped up for Texas to make that one. Uh, ultimately, uh, you know, when you look at that, it's a moral victory for Texas, absolutely. Take take all the positives away, learn from it, because you had some mistakes you can clean up on, but you you played an outstanding game. But you look at it, I think uh, one thing that stood out to most people, and we even mentioned it as well, is the fact that they had two, uh, I believe, two or three true freshmen up on the, the offensive line, and they played an outstanding game. Uh, they kept the best defensive line in the nation, uh, you know, probably, you know, top, top three, maybe, you know, top five at, at worst, they'd kept them out of the backfield quite a bit and uh, opened up the running game enough for Bijan Robinson to do something. So, uh, you know, they, they did an amazing job. Yeah. And you bring up the offensive line, the true freshmen um, that are in, you know, when you're talking about a team like Texas, it's got so many new faces to see them gelling this, this well together this early, um, Man, that's uh, that's really scary if you're in the Big 12 or future SEC. I mean, these guys are going to 
are going to continue to get better and better each year and, and, and even each game um, for that matter. And yeah, Texas has definitely proven to be the real deal. I was a little skeptical on Texas. I, I, I was a little higher on Texas than most people, I think, um, but I still wanted to see it and I saw it on Saturday. Yeah. Big thing is for, uh, for Alabama, uh, of course we, we had questions about the receiving core. It's a young receiving core, pretty new. And so we had questions about that. It showed quite a bit because Bryce Young didn't really have anybody he could lean on. Um, and then he also just kind of didn't look himself, uh, which I think was a big part of he, huge shout out to Texas fans for showing up. I think they, they definitely helped uh, become that close anyways. Uh, so, you know, it was, it was a huge game overall for Texas there. Uh, I just think Alabama, they had some questions there and also penalties, penalties killed Alabama. What was it like 150 yards Something like that. Like, it was something, of, something of penalty. terrible. Yeah, I, I can't remember now. I should have had that stat pulled up in front. This of me, was but, actually the most yeah, uh, was... most fans that were ever at Texas Stadium. Uh, this was also yeah. the most watched game ever on Fox Sports, including NFL games. So yeah, regular Texas season. definitely showed out in this game. Uh, their fan base definitely showed out. Uh, and recruits are going to be watching stuff like that too. Yeah, yeah, and I think that that says a lot to the recruits that did show up, and so that's. That's really exciting to see for for the program and uh, exciting for the Big 12 and exciting for for Texas moving into the SEC. Let's not forget Arch um, Manning's going there, too. True. I actually forgot about that. That's that's a very good point. Uh, and and it looks this year like maybe Steve Sarkeesian is pulling things around. It's something that that we talked about just yesterday, I think. Gary Patterson's there, and I didn't even recognize that that was a move. Uh, and so I, I don't I don't know where where I, that I got lost on that, um, but Gary Patterson made that defense. I, I think he, he I think he might be the reason why that defense looks so good. Uh, and so yeah, a lot of good things working in Texas right now. Don't chant that you're back yet. You don't want Georgia. Just stay quiet and play your role. Uh, come out and try to win the Big Twelve. And, and if you can, Georgia's Georgia's all yours then. Of course. Yeah, yeah. So, I, I mean, I want Oklahoma to win the Big 12, but if Texas can pull out and win the Big 12, that's still a good thing for Oklahoma in the sense that now our rival and fellow Big 12 companion who is going, going to go over to the SEC, we're going to make a splash. Oklahoma's looking good this year. Uh, I think that defense anyways. Uh, that defense is looking like we could step into the SEC and make a splash. They, they, they're they disrespecting Texas and Oklahoma. So for Texas and Oklahoma, we want to work together. And, and and as much as we hate each other, let's work together and get better and go in there and show the SEC we belong. Um, and that's it. You don't, we don't have to go in there and win the, win the SEC. Just make us look good. And so good job to Texas, as much as it hurts to say that good job. And I'm, I'm excited for Texas. Yeah, absolutely. Let's go ahead and move on. Uh, one that was probably more of a shock not not more of a shock maybe i don't know it, it was probably the biggest shock to me um but before we get there uh, i do want to let everybody know if, if you're watching live right now if you're watching on twitter go over to youtube uh we, we should have a link somewhere on our twitter page so go over to youtube and join in the chat we want people to join in the chat and also share this if you're watching on youtube right now say something in the chat so we can see that you're there we want, we want this to be an engagement today. That's why we did a live stream. We, we, we don't usually do that on Mondays. Um, but if you guys can engage, maybe we'll start to do this more often. But go over to YouTube. That's the only way we can see your live chat right now. So go over there, uh, do that. So jumping in, uh, Marshall comes 
into South Bend and upsets Notre Dame. <laughs> Week one, we saw Notre Dame and we both said, Ohio State looked really good. Notre Dame played a very good game and it looked like a scrappy game. It looked like Notre Dame played out of their minds. And it looks like Notre Dame might be on the right track. Now Marcus Freeman is 0-3 in his first three, uh, you know, for his first three games as head coach, uh, really kind of an interim head coach, if you count the first one in the bowl game, but now 0-3 total as his tenure. So it's not looking good. The fact that your first one was your first and it was in a bowl game, we can write that one off. The second one at Ohio State, and you played a very good game leading until late in the third quarter, we can give you that one too. But now you lose at home against Marshall. What do you think that says for Marcus Freeman going forward? And the, the fans are chanting for him now. Uh, they're, they're kind of against him right now because of that. What do you think on Marcus Freeman? Yeah, I think he's already on the hot seat really early, which is which is crazy to think. Um, I think, you know, he's going he's gonna to ride this year out no matter what happens. Um, but he's going to be he's going to be looked about, upon by the, uh, you know, the fan base there. And they're going to have to say, you know, this is Notre Dame. Like, you're going to have to take a big step. Uh, he's going to have to make a lot of progress really quickly. And I don't know, man, if he if he just has a terrible season, if they continue this uh, with the losses here, I could see the fan base turning against him pretty, pretty quickly. Uh, like you said, they've already kind of started maybe going against him a little bit after the loss to, to Marshall there. Man, that just can't happen if you're Notre Dame. Um, it's unacceptable. It should never happen. But guess what? That's the beauty of college football. Stuff like that happens. Uh, let's not forget that uh, Appalachian State, who we'll probably talk about in a minute, beat Michigan not too long ago um, when Michigan was ranked. Uh, and then they also pull up the upset this week. So stuff like that happens. But you're, you're going to have to figure out how to, how to move on from this one if you're him. Yeah, and it's, it's a big one to move on from because I know it's, it's just scary to see your, your team come in and, and you, you're absolutely favored to win that game. You're at home. You just had a very good game. Yeah, you lost, but you had a very good game against Marshall – or, uh, uh, sorry, against Ohio State. Not just that, but it was your first real game as a head coach, and you played at Ohio State and played very good, very clean football, very fundamental, kept it kept it going kind of football. It was, it was a really good game to see from them, and uh, it, it was exciting for Notre Dame. And to have Marshall come in, it, Marshall just thumped them. Uh, you know, if you look back at that game, you've you've got uh, you know a big pick six that really hurts the team. Uh, you know, you 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 look at uh, uh, what's his name, uh, Buckner. Buckner. Um, he just he doesn't didn't look comfortable at all. He didn't look like the same quarterback. He looked very nervous against Ohio State, but he was looking around and seeing Ohio State's defense, who's improved a lot, and that's proved and that's kind of shown. Um, but the Ohio State defense was switching up a lot. There was a lot of reasons for him to look bad against Ohio State, but he didn't. He looked, he looked nervous and out of his out of his comfort zone. But he 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 kept it together uh, and did something with it there at Ohio State, where he just couldn't do that here against Marshall. And that's just that's just a scary thing. And hopefully, I, I don't think Marcus Freeman is on the hot seat in the sense that he's going to get fired, no. you know, soon. But just from the fan uh, base standpoint, hot seat to the fans. Yeah, anytime you lose a game like that, uh, there's going to be some questions, especially when you haven't had a win yet. I mean, I'm sure they went yeah. into the bowl game thinking they were going to win. I'm sure they thought when they went into Ohio State they were going to win. Um, and I damn sure know they thought they were going to win against Marshall. 
Yeah. Yeah. There's no doubt about that. Yeah. It's just, it, it's tough to see. Um, but you know, we, I, I just hate to see that for, for Marcus Freeman. I love to see it against Notre Dame because uh, I don't like Notre Dame. So <laughs> I love to see that for Notre Dame, but I, I hate to see that for, for Marcus Freeman and hopefully, hopefully he can start to turn things around. Um, just, you know, it's, it's something that they, they need to look forward and see what, see what they did wrong and kind of build from there. Um, but moving on to Appalachian State, we saw them week one put up over 40 points against North Carolina. That's very shocking. Uh, you know, and we were, we didn't see that one coming necessarily. And uh, then they end up almost pulling me off the upset, barely lose to North Carolina. They come into week two that, uh, you know, they're playing Texas A&M. Texas A&M had some question marks week one. You know, you started off super slow. Where are you going to come from that? Uh, are you are you going to turn it around and actually be the, the Texas A&M that a lot of people expected you to be? Or are you going to just come in and kind of have an, a, you know, an off game? Uh, and the whole game, they looked like they were struggling on all three sides of the ball. And uh, so it was it was very difficult game for them. And ultimately, Appalachian State's able to pull off the upset. Yeah, it's, uh, that was a big win for Appalachian State. And again, they've done this in the past before. They've been that team to knock off Michigan in the past. So, you know, hey, look out. Appalachian State might make a splash this year in their division. I think they could win it all. I mean, they look like a really well-coached uh, team. They look very physical. And they did not look like what I thought they would against Texas A&M. Yeah, yeah, the Sun Belt did pretty good overall. Uh, I'll try to pull that up just to see because I know there's something else there in the Sun Belt that happened uh, that was of you know of of mention, uh, and it was just the 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 Sun Belt with with, with them. I think I, I think you're right. I think the Sun Belt could, uh, or I think uh, Appalachian State could win the Sun Belt after that. So I was quite you know quite a quite a game for that. Well, this, this uh, isn't I think like... it was South Alabama coming into Central Michigan. That's the one I was thinking of. Oh, and then Marshall is also in the Sun Belt. Right. So, so this uh, isn't a this isn't a uh, thing that's like okay, with Appalachian State, it's not like uh, you know hey, you know you lost to nobody the first week, but then you came in and upset a team. It's like then you near never hear from them again. No, they played North Carolina really close the first game, barely lost that game, and then they come and knock off A and M. So, you know, that to me is a lot different than, than these teams that you typically see uh, each and every year. Somebody's going to get beat by somebody that they shouldn't have been beat by. And then you never hear much from them again. Uh, and I don't think this is the case with Appalachian State. I think they have a really solid football team. I think they're very well coached. Um, and I, I think that they're going to make make a splash uh, season season wide um, in, in the conference. Yeah, I'm sticking up. So you look you look at the, the Sun Belt. Uh, and they've really good this year because, of course, these two teams, Marshall and Appalachian State, Appalachian State, like you said, not just one one game wonder, uh, and they've been known for this in the past too. Whenever they upset Michigan a few years back, and uh, so they've been known for this stuff. But then also we know that Old Dominion uh, upset upset uh, was it Virginia or Virginia Tech? I think I it was Virginia remember. Tech. I think it's Virginia Tech. Um, but then also Georgia, uh, pulling off the upset to Nebraska, and so. The, the Sun Belt's looking good this year as far as like what they've done and what they've accomplished. And so, you know, hat, you know, tip of the hat to them. They, they did uh, so far this year. And I'd like to see them keep it up, you know, keep it up because you've got two teams that making a little bit of a splash in the bigger, you know, in the bigger, uh, bigger picture. So maybe keep it up. Yeah. And that could be good for your 
Yeah, hats off to Georgia Southern. You just got Frost fired. Congratulations. Yeah. Well, let's go ahead and move into that. Uh, you know, do you want to talk at all about future, you know, uh, you know, future coaches who who we think could be a good good uh, guy to look at, or do you want to stay away from that? Just let that ride out. No, I think I'm. I think I'm okay to talk about it now. Um, I've spent some time thinking about it. Um, I've got my top three unrealistic uh, guys that I would go after. Um, I watched a press press conference with Trev Alberts, the athletic director of Nebraska. Uh, came out and said, Mickey Joseph is going to take over the interim head coach. Um, so I, I suspect well, he rides the season out. Yeah, yeah. And do you do you want to also mention what Trev Alberts said? He mentioned something about um, about how he's going to talk to the guys there's going to be a lot of rumors right. because he went to go talk to x y and z do you want to you want to kind of mention that a little bit yeah so you know what he what he was basically saying is let's face it in in the world of college sports there are so many freaking rumors that go around um that that have zero credibility but next thing you know it blows up because it sounds interesting and everybody's talking about it like it's like it's going to happen or like it's official so all trev alberts was saying is that hey I've been in, in, in this business for a long time. I've, I've been around football for a long time. I'm going to reach out to several coaches. And, and you may hear that I've reached out to so-and-so, but that doesn't mean I'm offering him a job. He may just be out, you know, getting a hold of, of, of a coach just to say, hey, man, I know that you were in this situation. You know, give me some advice. He's just, he's just seeking some advice from friends and acquaintances and colleagues. That's all it is. He's saying, you know, when I know that there's a guy, when there's going to be somebody hired, you'll know. But right now I'm going to take, take my time and, and talk to, you know, as many people as I possibly can and try and get people's opinions um, and some advice from people. That's all, that's all it is. So, you know, when you hear that, Hey, uh, Urban Meyer was in Lincoln, Nebraska, that doesn't mean Urban Meyer came to Nebraska and was offered a job, you know, and that's, I think you're just kind of trying to put the fire out before it happens. Cause as soon as you, you know, somebody gets wind of somebody coming to Lincoln or that so-and-so met with, Trev Alberts, then oh, that's the next head coach in Nebraska. Next thing you know, it's all over all over ESPN. So I think he's just trying to put the fire out before it, you know, before it gets started. Um, and with that being said, I, I think he mentioned, you know, Mickey Joseph is going to take over as the interim head coach. I believe that he stays head coach the entire year. I don't think that they make a hire until um after the Iowa game. And it may be that week after, that may maybe the day after the Iowa game. I don't know. It may be you know, who knows what the time frame is, but I do believe it's at the end of the season after all 12 games have been played, maybe 13 if they can go bowling. Not looking likely. But uh, we'll see on that. But as far as, you know, Mickey Joseph's concerned, Mickey Joseph really has an opportunity here to become Nebraska's next head coach for this foreseeable future. What this is, is Mickey Joseph was brought in because Mickey Joseph has a great, great track record as a coach. Unfortunately, he's never been a head coach yet. So what this does by firing Frost now, you know, a lot of people I saw, and I understand, were, were you know, questioning why why would you fire him now? You just lost on $7.5 million because his, his buyout was cut in half as of October 1st. Well, I think what that is is that's saying, hey, it's not going the way we, we thought it would. We hoped it would. Let's move on now. Let's give Mickey Joseph a fair shot and see what he can do as a head coach. He's going to have a different vision and, and – Albert's even mentioned that. He said, you know, Mickey's got a little bit different vision uh, of what he wants than what was here. 
So let him let him take that vision and ride with it. See what he can do this year. And if maybe somehow he can pull off a good season or, you know, at least manage the season to where we, we don't, you know, we, we get a few more wins and it, it's looking promising. Maybe he gets uh, – and, and Albert even said, you know, at that time, yeah, Mickey will be uh, able to throw his name in the hat, you know, as far as coaches. So I think that's what they're going to do is they're going to wait and, and see what happens, let Mickey have his opportunity, ride it out. Very tough position to be in if you're him. But, you know, best of luck to him, and I hope he does well. But as far as, you know, knock it out of the park, coaches, the unrealistic, but you never know. I really got three guys. I know you, I know you you don't like this one, but it's Bob Stoops. I don't know that it would ever happen. Like I said, these are my unrealistic, crazy, but knock it out of the park home run hires. And it would be Bob Stoops. Bob Stoops is a fantastic coach. He's not coaching anymore. If there's an opportunity, I say you take it, see what happens. The other one, obviously, Ryan. is Urban Meyer. And and real quick before you get into the, that list too, I just I just want to say for Nebraska fans watching too that uh, you know, everything everything that's gonna be said, we're we're gonna say it, we're probably gonna mention it several times. Hey Nebraska, look at this guy. Hey Nebraska, look at this guy. These are just names that are being thrown out there. And, and that's why I wanted you to mention what uh Trev Albert said in that press conference, because another thing for Nebraska fans, you guys are the and this goes out to, to everyone in the nation. I don't care who you root for in college football or whatever team you have. Maybe you're a tennis fan and you're a diehard tennis fan. I don't care. There is no fan base that is as loyal. You can argue maybe the possibly, but I don't think you can. So anyways, there's there's no no fan base more loyal than the, the Nebraska faithful. Uh, and that's because you guys have the most sellouts. And I know that because you guys have more than Oklahoma and Oklahoma has more than more than anyone, uh, you know, other than Nebraska, of course. So you guys are the most loyal fan base and you guys deserve somebody great. You guys deserve an Urban Meyer or Bob Stoops, you know, and but you have to be patient. Uh, I think you just be patient. I honestly think if you're patient and you put your support behind Trev Alberts, I think he's doing the right thing with the way that he structured uh, Scott Frost. And like you said, yeah, it doesn't make sense to us why you would pay him an extra seven and a half million dollars. But what that says to me, and I've heard I've heard both sides. What that says to me is Trev Alberts cares more program than the money. And so let's just hurry up and get the next guy in here. And like you said, Mickey, Mickey Joseph, he's going to write out the season. It doesn't matter at this point. And I think if he does well, you're right. I think he does have a very good shot of taking over. Um, but no matter who you hear as, as possible guys pop up, and we're going to throw some crazy ones out there, probably on just not even tonight. We're probably going to say a lot of crazy names that to throw out there. Um, but ultimately, our, our opinion doesn't matter. Um, but just hang on. And I think Trev Alberts and the rest of the guys that, that are helping the Booster Club, I think they're going to get the right guy in there. But you can go ahead with, with your list there. You started off with Bob Stoops. And... Yeah, so obviously Urban Meyer's a really big talk. Urban Meyer's been a big talk before Frost got fired. Um... Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team, Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. You know what? I was a little more skeptical on the fact that we could get him up until today. I thought it was actually interesting. He actually came out and and made a comment about Frost. Um, and he he just essentially was like, you know, extremely. He said what you said. You know, Nebraska has the best fan base in the country, and like that's coming from a guy that coached at Ohio State. So that's that was some pretty kind words from him. That kind of kind of seemed a little, you know. A little odd to me that, you know, he would make that comment coming from Ohio State. But he did. He said he actually told a story about, you know, how he used to watch Nebraska football a lot, you know, when he was, you know, Tom Osborne days and stuff. And he mentioned, uh, made a comment about one time he and his colleague uh, kind of went in in uh, disguise and stuff and went up in the stands to watch a Nebraska game, you know, and uh, they were just so blown away by, like, the atmosphere and, and the crowd and the fans and how nice the fans were. And he just had a lot of good things to say about them. Um, and he didn't really have much to say about, you know, coaching as far as that. He said, you know, Scott's a good good coach, and he'll find another job, um, and he'll be fine. But I thought that was kind of interesting to hear him, him you know, rave about the Husker uh, fan base like that. But he would be a knockout out of the park home run higher. The guy knows the Big Ten as well, so that's huge. Uh, to be able to get a guy that knows the Big Ten as well as he does would be, would be insane. And, and the guy can recruit as well. So the third one, I think, would be just like, just out of the park, but crazy to even think would be Deion Sanders. And actually, I said this before, but now it's actually getting some traction. I've started seeing some posts and stuff about it. And I'm like, if that happens, I, I called it first, you know. But I don't think that has ever happened either. You've been a prophet either. lately. I have. You've been a prophet lately because there was, there was a, a couple of different tweets. And then there was the thing. I tweeted it out because, uh, you know, and it was right before, like, as soon as it happened. I tweeted it out that you know they they threw that thing that like smoke bomb on the on the field and and the oh, yeah. and uh, I was like you know Britain pointed this out and I hope it's I hope it is the case because if it was if it was a gender reveal that's the that's the goat of all gender reveals and then we start seeing memes about it and stuff and I'm like there was something else about the the Florida State fans yeah uh, we want that, uh, we want Georgia yeah yeah something that. And uh, there, there was another one too that you posted, but a bunch of stuff that you've been calling out lately. But uh, Deion Sanders, that would be really cool. Um, I don't see him leaving. I think that is an out of the park uh, bet, you know. But uh, and and Urban Meyer is out of the park, but based on talk, it may be in the discussion. Who knows? You know, I saw the fan base. I've kind of I've kind of watched the fan base closely in the past couple of days because you know everybody's gonna start throwing out these names, right? And I'm just curious to see what like everybody else's uh, opinion is about these guys. And at first, you know, this was before Frost got got fired. There's a little bit of Urban Meyer talk, and everybody's like, "No, we don't want Urban Meyer. You know, he's got baggage. Blah blah blah. We don't want him." And as soon as Frost got fired, it kind of started taking off, and everybody's like, "Man, wouldn't that be a knock out of the park home run higher?" I'm like, well, "What the hell? You guys were just saying the opposite, you know, before, but now that it's..." Uh, pretty much, you know, a real possibility. Now you're all in favor because, you know, let's face it, at the end of the day, Nebraska is used to winning for so long. And it's just been 
it's just been hard, man. Like the most loyal fan base and you sell out every game, even under Mike Riley, I thought several times I thought under Mike Riley, there goes a sellout streak. There it goes. It won't. Yeah. And, and no fan base is stuck around. They support the team, you know, and they, they deserve better. So those, those guys, would be my top you guys, three. You guys suffered through a three and nine season. That That's not a three and nine season at a Purdue or an Indiana in the Big Ten. That's not a, a three win season for Duke or for some MAC team. No, that's a three and nine win season for a team that has, what, five national championships and a team yep. that is known for being at the top for, for decades, they had a, a, a time where what was it the the you know in the '90s where you guys were the Alabama of the '90s. Do I think Nebraska can bring that back in the next five years? Probably not. Hold out for a little while. I think if you guys get somebody kind of like how you brought up Bob Stoops, the one thing that I think would be smart with Bob Stoops, I don't I don't want him to go to Nebraska. Uh, I, I just want him to KC at Oklahoma. The XFL is different. He can go and coach there. Uh, and I don't, I don't think, I don't think that'll happen. But for somebody like an Urban Meyer or a Bob Stoops, somebody who's been around the game for a while and could do something good there, they can recruit very well in Nebraska. Nebraska has money. For anybody who doesn't understand Nebraska football, Nebraska has a lot of money, a lot of boosters. They, they don't have a, a ceiling for their checkbook. So well, I let's think just face it. Trevor Alberts just said the other night, or you know, Sunday in the press conference, I asked him about. I knew the question was going to come up, like. Hey, dude, you just missed out. Like, you just had to pay an extra $7.5 million. Like, why? Why wouldn't you wait? And he, he pretty much loaded to, we have fuck you money. You know, this is Nebraska. <laughs> we, money's, don't, don't worry about our, our pocketbook. Like, the money's there. Don't worry, you know? Yeah. And, and with somebody like a Bob Stoops or like an Urban Meyer, it doesn't have to be those two guys. But I'm just saying, if you bring somebody in who knows the game, has been around the game for a while, has guys that they're, they're in touch with, uh, the way that, well. Yeah, they recruit well. But what's what, what can happen there is the first four or five seasons, you guys are starting to rebuild and look good. You're starting to look good again. You know, maybe like a Bo Pelini on his bad seasons, which is an eight, nine win season. You're starting lost to look one like nine. Oh, really? I, I thought he had one season with an eight win. No, nope, he won. He won nine or ten wins every every year. Yeah, I think he had most of them were nine wins, if not a ten win, and and some yep. of them were even ten if you count the bowl games. So just if if you can get somebody in there to look like a Bo Pelini and do well, then if you have somebody like that, what they will do is like they did at Oklahoma and Ohio State for for Urban Meyer and Bob Stoops as examples because they they led this example. What they can do, whoever it is. If you get somebody that has that kind of caliber and has that kind of talent and has that kind of knowledge and connection with the game, what did they do when they left? Did they just say, see you guys, it's up to you to figure it out? No, they brought somebody in on their on their staff and said, hey, I want you to, to mentor under me and, and kind of look at how I'm doing things. And then I want you to take over this program. And I want you to do that because I care about this program. I want them to succeed and I want them to become a dynasty like in Alabama. Kind of like uh, maybe maybe a Dabo Sweeney, uh, how how he did it as well. How he started off, people wanted Dabo Sweeney out of there, but he wasn't doing bad, and he wasn't a bad coach. And Clemson knew that they stuck around with him, and he ended up building that program to what it is now. So you know, you you look at those two guys, uh, you look at at the way that Bob Stoops and Urban Meyer have done it, and the way that Bob Stoops did it was even better because 
now Lincoln Riley just says, you know, forget you guys, I'm out of here, heads off to Southern Cal. And now Oklahoma's in, in, a, in a shamble, right? No, because Bob Stoops was still in the game. He was still part of that, that program. And he brings a prodigy in, in Brent Venables. Now, I think Brent Venables can also be a prodigy of Dabo Sweeney, but that's ultimately it comes from Oklahoma. That's part of Bob Stoops' coaching staff. So I just think somebody like that who can who can do that. Uh, and I know, huge shout out to Jake Crane. I don't know if he's watching right now. Uh, he mentioned something about possibly trying to, trying to hop on. But, you know, huge shout out to him because uh, – what he wants is Hugh Freeze. And I think that's a similar situation as Urban Meyer, where maybe it's not a good look because he's got maybe a past that you don't want to look at. But do you want to win games or do you want to take a guy in who needs forgiveness and needs that that redemption? I can deal with some baggage at this time. I just yeah. need to freaking win. I, know, I want yeah. to be able to watch a Georgia Southern game and say, oh, let's see how many points we can put up. Yeah, let's let's see what my backup quarterback's made of. Hey, let's see what the you know, third and fourth string running backs look like. Let's see what the backup offensive line and defensive line. I want to be able to play guys, you know. I want to be able to sit back and just, you know, enjoy a freaking Saturday. Instead, I'm constantly under Mike Riley and under uh, Scott Frost. Unfortunately, I love Scott Frost. I wish him the best. Um, I really hope that he's successful somewhere else. I did see there's already talk of him going to uh, Alabama as the offensive coordinator. I thought that was kind of funny. Um but, you know, that's uh, – I wish him the best. I hope he's successful. But as a fan, dude, I'm just so tired of every Saturday. It's like, well, can we pull off a win? Can we pull off a win? There should be wins that I can chalk up every preseason and say, well, they're going to win this one. They're gonna... I can't do that under Riley, and I couldn't do that under Frost. So yeah, and... Nebraska needs to, needs to get back on a winning record, and they need to do that with this coach. They don't have much more time. If they get another four or five year coach that comes in and does similar to this, then all of a sudden Nebraska might be, you know, you might be talking about becoming too far gone because none of these freaking kids that are in the recruiting classes give two shits or know anything about what happened in the nineties. So to Nebraska fans, I know you're going to, you're going to hate me saying this and I'm a diehard Husker fan myself, but quit living in the past. We are not the team of the nineties anymore. The, you know, recruits don't give a shit about that. They don't. So, we need to come out right now, hire somebody that's going to come in and put some points in the win column for us and get it done now. Yeah, yeah, it's time to stop being complacent. And we even kind of talked about that when we were going through the Big Ten, kind of taking our over-unders on the win season. It was just you look at Nebraska and we were like, okay, Northwestern, I, I marked it up. I said I think they're going to lose Northwestern. It's just That's just the way Nebraska has been under South Frost. Uh, and I, I just couldn't put my faith in them there. And then we went on and I said, OK, if you can win Northwestern, then you look at the other two. They should be wins. Uh, you have North Dakota and Georgia Southern. Those should be should be wins. But we weren't really set to be able to just be like, yeah, chalk it off because that's the, the coaching staff you've had in. And it's been that way for a while now, even with Mike Riley, who even did better record wise than Scott Frost. Uh, you know, even with him, it still was just I don't know about those games. It wasn't, it wasn't losing the same way that Scott, Scott Frost did. I think Scott Frost put you guys through a lot more stress because he would get so close. And Scott's a good good coach. Uh, Trev Alberts even said that. Uh, but to your point that he might go under Nick Saban, uh, that would be kind of Nick's, a Nick Saban thing to do because what Nick Saban does is he has guys that 
went off. They didn't do so well. He got Steve Sarkeesian. He didn't do so well. Came back, saw, you know, went through a little bit of rehab under Saban, went out. Now he's doing good. Uh, you know, he's, he's out on his own again. And uh, also with Lane Kiffin, you know, he did, you know, he got in a little bit of trouble and didn't do so good. Came out, did, went under some some rehab under Nick Saban, went out. Now he's doing pretty decent at Ole, Ole Miss. And uh, we're seeing that now with uh, Bill O'Brien. Uh, I do want to point out because I hate Iowa so much that uh, I did see, you know, as far as Iowa is concerned, anything you ask him about, you know, dude, I can't believe, you know, anything bad that they do, somebody will say, man, they'll point out the bad thing Iowa did or how mediocre Iowa's been. And they'll say, well, but Nebraska sucks. Like, that's all they have. Like, well, Nebraska sucks. Like, all right, dude, but what about you? Like, let's let's address the situation. So I did see, I thought it was ironic that as soon as Frost got fired, there was a big Iowa uh, Twitter account that posted and said, we want Scott Frost to come in and be offensive coordinator. I'm like, yeah, I bet you freaking do. Hey, I don't. I, I would I would lose a lot of respect for Scott if he did that. <laughs> a lot of Nebraska fans would as well. Yeah, uh, I mean. But at the end well, of the day, that's... I wouldn't be mad because if you need a job and there's a job opening, I don't care if it's McDonald's for the temporary. If you need money, which you don't need money. you got to go be a janitor for a minute. He just made $15 million, so let's face it. He don't need the money. Yeah, sometimes uh, you sometimes you gotta you gotta work the dirty jobs like Mike Rowe, you know. So it's just something you gotta do. Um, but yeah, I, I think looking at Nebraska, and, and one thing I want to say, I I still have a tremendous amount of respect for Scott Frost. He was he was a good coach. He just couldn't get you over the hump. He couldn't get himself over the hump. I don't know what it was with Scott Frost per se. I'm not an expert, so I can't say what it was that didn't quite get him there. And I wish he could have. I know Husker fans wished he would have. They wanted to hold on. You wanted to hold on. Um, so I, I love Scott Frost uh, because I'm a, I'm a Nebraska fan too, you know, kind of like your Oklahoma fan. We're both fans of, of each other's team, but we grew up in a household where it's split like that. So we love each other's teams. And so I was really rooting for Scott Frost and for Nebraska under him. Uh, and so I do wish him the best. I hope that he does really well wherever he goes. Uh, and and it, it does break my heart a little bit to see that happen to Nebraska, to see it to my family, too, because, you know, my whole family's going through through this little deep, dark depression. So uh, I do hope that he does well. And I, I still have a tremendous amount of respect for him. And I think he is a good coach. You know, the weirdest thing is, like, when I, when this news broke, I, I, I said from day one, when Frost gets fired, because I knew it was just a matter of time, I said, man, I'm going to be absolutely heartbroken. And I wasn't. Yeah, I'm not happy by any means that Frost is gone. I love the guy. Like I said, I have all the respect for him. But it was almost a sigh of relief throughout Husker Nation. It's it's over. It's time to move on. There's a new era now. Can't get much worse. So a little bit of a sigh of relief, to be honest with you. Yeah, it was either hang on to Scott Frost one more year, one more year, one more year, and never get anywhere, or just finally rip the Band-Aid off. It's going to hurt. Uh, and and again, there was a huge emotional attachment to Scott. That's why the the Husker fans stood behind him even in a three three win season and said, "Give him one more year. I think he can get over the hump." Because it was a good three three nine win season when you look statistically. Uh, and so, it's just one of those things. Um, but looking at at some guys that I see, uh, I, I you you actually brought up, uh, what's his name now? I'm drawing a blank. Uh, Taylor. Zach Taylor. Yeah, Zach Taylor. You that would that'd be my fourth for sure. Not in any particular up. order. I don't think that's that far of a stretch. That's a name that I haven't seen thrown around, but 
you know, I, I don't think that would be that far a stretch. You've got a, a former Nebraska guy. I'm I'm skeptical of going, you know, a, a Nebraska guy again because I don't want to see Nebraska get too emotional with their pick. But he is proven. And so I like that you brought that up. I think that's a good one. Yeah, I mean, Zach Taylor, honestly, like if I had to pick like an order for my for my picks, Zach Taylor would be at the top of my list. Uh, he really would. And then probably uh, Bob Stoops would be second, Urban Meyer, and then Deion Sanders, uh, probably in that order. If I had to predict something, I think that, that uh, this is going to be the first time, because let's face it, like really after uh, Sean Callahan, we thought, you know, let's get somebody big. And they went after Bob, uh, Bo Plenty, who wasn't a bad coach in Nebraska by any means, but couldn't win the big games, a kind of a disappointment. Uh, and, and after that, it was like, all right, let's get somebody big. And they went after uh, Mike Riley because he's buddy-buddy with Sean Eichhorst at the time. And I hate Sean Eichhorst, by the way. Um, so does a lot of other Nebraska fans. But, you know, it was interesting to see, you know, first thing I Googled that day was Mike Riley. Like, who the hell is this guy? You know, and he's a mediocre coach at Oregon State, six-win coach. I'm like, really? That's what we're going to get? Came in, and that proved to be a nightmare. Uh, and then after that, it was like, you know, everybody's excited about Scott Frost, but I did wonder, you know, while he doesn't really have coaching experience like you'd want at Nebraska for, you know, a big time hire after coming out, coming away with, you know, Mike Riley, you know, you're thinking, man, we got to go out for somebody big and they bring in Scott Frost. I understand the hire. I, I actually respect the hire, but at the end of the day, it didn't work. So now we have to be sitting there thinking, okay, we can't screw this up, especially Trev Alberts. He wasn't, he wasn't the AD when, when Frost got hired, uh, was he? No, he wasn't. Bill Moose was. No. So, no. you know, this is Sean Eichhorst's first football hire. And Sean Eichhorst now, let's let's be honest, Sean Eichhorst is a beloved guy too. He's a Nebraska player. You know, he's a Nebraska alum. So he's got a lot on the line too. If you want to keep your job and you want to keep the fans happy, you better knock it out of the park here. Right. Or, or we're going to be. Trev Alberts. Yeah, Trevor Alberts. So, yeah. you know, he, he's not the one that hired Frost. So this is his first hire as a head coach or for a head coach of the football team. So I really do. I think that he's going to come in and do as much as he possibly can. So I do think the more realistic big hires, the two people I could genuinely see out of my list would be Zach Taylor and Urban Meyer. Yeah, those are two big names that I think there would be a possibility out there. I don't. I really don't know with Urban Meyer. For everyone watching, Urban Meyer is just a rumor that – came from a rumor that came from a rumor right now. So I don't know. Maybe there is just a slight interest that Urban Meyer said, I want to make things right in, in my my football legacy. And what better way to do that than to go rebuild a huge powerhouse program. So I think that there's there could there's a sliver uh sliver chance that that could happen. So why not go after it? Why not? Um another guy that, that I've I've seen as a as a name that pops up. Uh one guy that I would love to see that Nebraska go after, I don't think it'll happen. He loves where he's at, uh, is Luke Fickle. Uh I, I see Luke Fickle and what he's done with Cincinnati. He's a great recruiter. Uh he put that even after losing uh two corners uh that went to the to the NFL, amazing guys. Uh I I think even after after that, I think he proved that he can be a good one still have some decent guys come in. Now he lost so much of his team and you can't expect him to have a great season after that, especially after getting beat up to, uh, to Arkansas, but they still hung in there to Arkansas. Uh, and so, and I think Arkansas and Cincinnati both looked good in that game. So 
I think Luke Fickle would be another another look at. Now, again, I don't think that's a possibility because he's happy where he is. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, um, I don't know. I mean, Scott Frost was extremely, you know, happy where he was at UCF. I mean, let's face it, you're in Florida, man. You live in Florida now. And and you're successful. He had a really good relationship with a lot of the players, and and obviously really good relationship with the coaches because he brought them all with him. Um, so I think money talks, and, and I think any I think I told you this. We were having a conversation. I said, you know, there's a lot of these like knock out of the park home run hires that we think might be unrealistic. But at the end of the day, like if you're a genuinely like if you are a coach like a Bob Stoops and Urban Meyer, uh, that's like a legendary good coach. Well, hell yeah, you think you can do it. You think that you can come in and 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 turn the program around. And what better way to like put your name down as like one of the greatest coaches of all time than to come into a program that's such a historical program and be the one to turn it around. Not only that, but the money's there, the fan base is there, the support's there, everything's there. You just need to come in and if you can, you know, pull it off. If you can't pull it off, then they say that you don't even get blamed. They just say, well, Nebraska's just in shambles. But if you can come in and pull it off, then you're looking big. You're big time. You might go down as one of the greater quarter coaches in the in the history. I mean, you're going to be beloved, beloved by all the Husker faithful. And, uh, I mean, what better opportunity if, you, if you're a coach of that caliber to come in and to lead uh, Nebraska back to uh, what, it, what it used to be? I, I think – I think for those who believe that Nebraska is too far gone, I think you're wrong. I think Nebraska is still a place that players want to come and play because, let's be honest, uh, a big part of a, a big part of it is that NIL is now now a thing. And guess what? Nebraska is up there, definitely in the top ten. Uh, I'm pretty sure even top five, if I remember right, yeah. in NIL money. So Nebraska is a place that you've got plenty of boosters and plenty of. Uh, you know, you know, you you've got plenty of nil money, and that's a big draw. Do you want to go down and play down in Florida and enjoy your Florida Florida weather, or would you rather maybe take an extra five hundred thousand dollars and go up to Nebraska? I mean, that's a lot of money when you when you get, uh, you know, maybe even more than that. Who knows? Yeah, I I think because of nil, uh, that was a good thing for Nebraska right now. Uh, without nil, it's going to be tough, but it's still an atmosphere that's hard to beat. Like I said, you guys have. The, the most consecutive sellouts. Uh, so I think that's huge. The, the fan base is, is 100% behind their team. Because like I said, again, they, they went through a, a three and nine win season and they still showed up to every game. And after that season happened, they still showed up to every single game. So I think looking at Nebraska, I think it's a place that they can get back on track. They can, if, if they... If Trev Alberts does what I think he he's capable of doing, I think they can get back on track. Yeah, I think Dad brought up a good point. I thought it was kind of funny today, but he brought up a really good analogy I liked. I was talking to him on the phone on my way back from work uh, this afternoon, and you know, like I said again, I want to I want to reiterate how much we love Frost and how much um, the Husker faithful loves Frost. They just didn't love what he did here. Um, but Dad kind of mentioned it. Yeah, I was talking to him about the way I felt. I said, I thought I'd be a little bit more sad. I'm kind of more relieved. He said, it's kind of like, uh, you know, having a really good close friend of yours that has cancer and finally passes away. You know, obviously, you're really sad to see him leave. 
but you're glad that they're not in pain anymore. And you could really see that with Frost. Uh, Frost knew it was coming. Frost wanted this to work more than anybody. Frost loves the, the university and the program more than anybody. Um, so the, for the fans out there that uh, that are, are too hard on Frost, uh, go screw yourself. Uh, Frost was a good dude. Frost, uh, Frost really cared, and I wish him nothing but the best. Yeah, yeah, I, I can second that, uh, and I could see how much he cared for the for the program. And there's a lot of things I think he he might have said just because he's still the head coach there. But one of the and and maybe he didn't mean it, but one of the things that I know came from the bottom of his heart was that he cares about that program, and I think he cared just as much as as Husker Nation, uh, if not if not more at the time. So. Uh, and and he still does love the program. I I, I guarantee that. So uh, again, I, I hope he I, I hope he does find something that can rebuild his career to something to where he can leave a legacy somewhere. Uh, and Husker fans need need to look back and see Scott Frost for for who he was, a, a coach that came in with high ambitions, but a lot on his plate and a, a lot to do. Uh, and, and he had a lot of pressure doing it because of who he was. So yeah, I can agree with you there that that. Husker Nation needs to needs to be forgiving to Scott. He, it wasn't his fault, uh, other than the fact that, it, like, it, it wasn't his fault that the the program started off in shambles. Scott will always uh, be think, back. Welcome back in Lincoln. Yeah, yeah, and I I think uh, I think that's the way that, that that Husker fans need to look at it. And I also think that for Husker fans looking forward, no matter who it is that that's that's there, I I just think that for right now in the moment, that. It, it's kind of like a breakup in the sense that you just have to recognize that this is a good thing. It's a good thing that you're not with him anymore. Uh, and it's a good thing that, that this happened now because now you can see Mickey Joseph and give him more of a test, an actual test, uh, which I think, because if you were to have waited out the season, maybe, maybe fire Scott uh, in, in October, maybe late October, maybe he makes it to the end of the season, whatever the case may be, that's that many more games that you won't see Mickey Joseph in action. And right now, what Trev Albert said is he's giving complete control as head coach over to Mickey Joseph. And I think it is a trial period. Uh, and so I think it's a good thing that it happened right now so we can see what he's capable of. And hopefully he's capable of a lot and he can he can do something good. If not, I think, like like I said, I think you have to trust Trev Alberts uh, and trust the boosters that they're going to find somebody that's going to be worth the job there and somebody that you guys deserve. Yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens in the future and honestly, you know, my, my first pick, I, I would even change my mind, would be Mickey Joseph because that means that he had a phenomenal season this year, uh, turned things around. I think the guy's is an excellent coach. I mean, proven excellent yeah. coach. He doesn't have the head coaching experience, which as of right now, I don't want in Lincoln. We need to get somebody proven. But if he can prove it right now, at Nebraska already ahead of time, more power to him. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I, I'll, I'll root for him uh, just because, like you said, I mean, he's he's the guy that's there right now, so you have to root for him right now. And that's one thing that I hated to see from Husker fans that were not faithful uh, was when things got rough and the muddy, the, you know, the waters got muddy, there was a lot of people that didn't stand 100% behind Scott Frost. I know you and and, and Dad both weren't, weren't some of them, and, uh, you know, there's, there's people that weren't, though. They weren't 100% behind him. There was fans chanting for him at the game. I have no respect for you if that's how you are. I don't care how bad it is. I don't care who you are. I said the same thing about Spencer Rattler. I didn't like Spencer Rattler at quarterback. I didn't want him there, but I'm 100% behind him when he's my quarterback because I'm and I'm going right. to I am going to stand behind him 100% until the
very last minute until he is out of there. So you stand behind Scott Frost until he's mentioned that he's not a not a coach anymore, and then you don't have to stand be, behind him. I still don't think it's okay to to badmouth what he did. I think you, you just know, respect him for who he is and how much he loved the program. Yeah, and I think that was a few fans. I don't think it was the majority by any means. It just so happened no. that there was a few people in the student section. Uh, it sounds like a lot of that came from the student section. Young kids, uh, they don't understand football. Um, but I agree, you, you know, I've always stood behind Frost. I always will. Um, we'll always support him. Um, you know, and I, and I wish him the most success in, in the future. Um, we got some more football on tonight. Yeah, uh, let's we're going to get to that one on Wednesday's episode. We're, we're kind of reaching our hour mark here. Yeah, let's uh, go watch the football. Lot chat. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we've got some. Oh, you mean tonight? Yeah, yeah that's you. what I'm saying. I said uh, we got to hop off. I got some football to watch. Yeah, you're right. We do have to get on there. And, and uh, that's why I wanted to wait. Well, I want to remind everybody right now while we're on it. Wednesday's episode, when that releases, that's going to be when uh, we talk about the NFL. Mondays are going to be for our recap for college football each week. Make sure to tune in on Saturdays. Saturdays, 8 a.m. Central Time, 9 a.m. Eastern. Uh, you can always join us. Join on YouTube so we can see your chat. Uh, we want to see more of a chat. And uh, if we can get, get you guys watching on the chat right now, I mean, it was kind of a late notice. Uh, so that's why we didn't have a whole lot going there. Um, but even if you're watching after this is, you know, after the fact, you can still comment. Uh, go ahead and follow us on Twitter. Share, like, and subscribe. If you hit the notification bell, it'll let you know when we do a surprise live stream like this. We're going to have to do a live show in the car on our way to Lincoln. Yeah, we might have to do that. Talk uh, about some football. That, that may be the way to go. We'll get Dad involved. Dad will be there. Yeah, well, we, that may be the way to go. Yeah. Uh, just because I, I don't know. I don't know how else we're going to work that one out because we're going to be in the car pretty early that morning. Our so trip podcast. Maybe maybe we'll maybe we'll even start that one a little early too if we're if we're already in the car. Why not? So and we got like a three hour drive down there. But guys, uh, if you made it this far, like I said, if you're watching after this was already live and it's not live anymore, still leave something in the chat. We'll we'll get back to it. Uh, you can also go over to our website rising2.com. That's risingto.com, uh, and I believe there should be a little microphone icon. You can leave us a voicemail. We'd love to hear your guys' voice and your opinions. Give us what, what you're thinking about college football, NFL, any sport. Uh, and right now, today, let us know what you're thinking about Nebraska's future. We'd love to hear your guys' opinion. Maybe we'll let you uh, play. Maybe we'll play your clip on the show. Uh, just whatever we can do to get you guys involved. We want to see more of an engagement with our with our listeners. We're starting to see our listener count kind of go up. So we want to see you guys. Huge shout out to Billy Up Sports for, for letting us join and, and crash their party. And... Uh, you know, make sure to, again, like and subscribe on on uh, on YouTube and hit the notification bell so you know when we are going live. Uh, but you can also head over to Apple Podcasts and give us a five-star review. That's going to help us out greatly. Go Big Red. Go Big Red. Yeah, and hopefully Nebraska can pull things around. And I think their chances are pretty high. Uh, again, just stand behind Trev Alberts, stand behind the boosters, stand behind the guys uh, that are making the decisions. And for now on through the rest of the season – Stand behind Mickey Joseph. Uh, and the Boomer players. Sooner, uh, I think. <laughs> yeah, and the players. Yeah, I think that's a big one. But And, and it's going to be a tough one. But hold out. Uh, Nebraska fans, stay loyal. And thank you guys so much for watching. Till next time. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? 
In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.